Welcome to the Independent Oxford podcast sponsored by Story 94. I'm Rosie, and along with my indie partner Anna, we run Independent Oxford, which is a community that supports and champions independent businesses in Oxfordshire. In this series, I'll be guiding you through some of Oxfordshire's best indie journeys and adventures, and I hope you'll join me for the ride. Hello and welcome to this edition of the Indie Oxford podcast. I'm Rosie and today I'm joined by Roshni from Ticket and Tekka. Hi Roshni. Hi. How are you doing? Good. <laughs> Just off the back of your success at the Oxfordshire Yeoman last week. Yes, yes. And still still very happy and yeah, constantly <laughs> building about it. <laughs> Is it your first event that you've done? Yes, it was. I mean, it was the a first a pop-up kind of event we have done. We have done like little catering events before this and the usual curry boxes and everything we do. But uh, pop-up shop, no, it was the first one. <laughs> yeah. Amazing, amazing. And well-received by the, the people of Freeland? It was, yeah. I mean, we were, and especially like because, I mean, it was uh, in Freeland and I've never been there. So when we went to see the pub like last week or something, we just thought, okay, uh, would we get lots of people there? But yeah, it was just, brilliant the turnout it was amazing no food, no food left no food left amazing. nothing at all <laughs> which is good <laughs> well um let's start with um a bit about you tell us tell us about your background and why you decided to set up Tikka and Tekka. so a bit of my background uh, I grew up in India and growing up in India so uh, we, I mean, I, my mom, she's a fantastic cook. She's my teacher. She's a fantastic cook. She's everything. She's every, taught me everything. So I always used to be, as a kid growing up, I used to be very fascinated watching her cook. And she used to take me to all these cooking classes where she used to go and everything. And I just used to love the concept where she used to let me help in the kitchen and everything. And uh, even back in the 90s in India, when I was growing up, you had this event so whenever you had an event we had like a big backyard and we had this man who used to come with his whole team and cook in the backyard in this huge pots and pans so and I used to just constantly watch him throughout the day when he used to do when we had the events at home like any functions or anything like weddings or christenings or anything like that and I always wonder like what would we to cook like like 200 people and things like that so fast forward, I grew up, I went to a different city in India and I did like a um, degree in microbiology over there. Then again, a few years later, I came to UK where I did a master's in molecular biology. And all this while, so I did that, then I worked in labs, I've worked in banks, I have worked in a hospital and everywhere. And I just felt that something was missing. I mean... I was doing a job, but it wasn't like I was getting a happiness, a sense of happiness from it. I was just doing it for the sake of doing it. And, uh, and that's when my husband suggested, because I always loved cooking. I mean, food is my passion. And my husband, he suggested, if you're really so passionate about it, why don't you start something of your own? I think it'll be really good for you. And that's how I decided that I think I would start up Tekantaka. I mean, that's how I decided that, yes, I will just do food as my business because I think that's something I'm really passionate about and I'm going to be, I'm going to enjoy it when I start doing it. And yeah, we, we did set it up um, just before lockdown. I mean, I think we started 
three weeks before the lockdown was announced. So yeah, it was quite amazing. <laughs> amazing, yeah. Yeah, that's, that's great. <laughs> and kind of a, a link between, you know, biology and, you know, it's 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 all about, you know, creation and how yes. things are made yes. and putting things together. So ama- amazing combination. Yeah, definitely. So you're balancing your day job and and cooking at the moment. Yeah, I do. I, I don't work full time when my day job. I do a few hours still in the hospital where I work. But apart from that, my most of my time and energy goes towards Tikka and Dharka all the time. And because, I mean, I personally feel like uh, the food, it's very important to me. And curry, it's very, I mean, there's got different versions of curry in the UK. I mean, to be honest, curry was introduced in the UK in the late 1800s. And since then, it's just like different versions have come out of it and none of it is what you get in India. It's just, it it says Indian curry house everywhere, wherever you go, <laughs> but it is not Indian, trust me. <laughs> like, like, for example, what you, uh, you get like a balti curry here in the UK. What is balti? Balti means a bucket in India. <laughs> Why would you have a bucket curry? <laughs> Well, I suppose you have a bucket of chicken, don't you? So, yeah, so the difference. So that's why my food, that's what we kind of try and advertise. And that's why I think my vision for it is like when people think Indian food, they should just think about me because my food, that's what how I advertise it. It's very different from the curry houses you get here, especially in Oxfordshire, because when we used to live in London... Um, it was, I mean, in London, it's quite, um, you get, get quite a lot of, um, authentic Indian now, not back in the 2010 when I moved, but now when you go to London, there's like lots of, uh, proper authentic Indian restaurants, which, uh, have been set up by Indians and, uh, you do get the flavors, but when we moved to Oxfordshire, like about a few, like four, five, 2014, yeah, about 2014, we moved. So, and then especially when we moved to Wantage for three years ago, and I was like, what is this sweet curry they are selling here? The curries we get in India are not sweet. <laughs> so definitely it's full of flavors, spices, aroma, but it's it's very different. And it's exactly the way you would get it in an Indian household or in an Indian restaurant when you actually go to India. So, and yeah, that's how I, that's, that's what the thing for my main thing for my business is that yeah, it is different. So it's home cooked food. So yes. how, how much um, is your mum an inspiration on the, on the recipes that you make for Tikka and Tadka? Most of it. <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, my mum, uh, my mum and dad, I mean, I think that's how I would say uh, quite a few things have influenced me to start this business. So, first of all, I mean, growing up, I think my dad and mum, especially my mum, like they've kind of always uh, pushed me and like helped me to be like fearless or just do something what I want like don't don't 
think about it too much, just do it kind of attitude. Because I remember like as a kid, uh, my dad used to really sing. Uh, I mean, have you heard of Ravidranath Tagore? No. No, he's a Nobel laureate and he has a very famous song uh, back in India. It's like, Jodi to dak shune kyu na ashe akla jolore, which simply means if if you want to do something and if people are not there to help you, walk on the path and people will follow you because you are fearf- you're like fearless and you will succeed because you have the courage. And my dad used to, because he's a lot of into art, Bengali art and literature. Uh, so he used to constantly sing this song to me and inspire me. And I think as a kid, I used to, I've heard that so much from him. So I've kept that as a learning in my whole life to start up anything that I wanted. And uh, personally, I think uh, food is a very integral part of our life. It's very emotional for me because you can, uh, like food, with over food is brings friends together, it brings families together. You can start a conversation over a meal and everything. So I always kind of knew that if I had to do something, it will be in food and uh that is what it influenced me. I mean, it, I decided that it will be the food, it, my Indian food, my Indian heritage that I will be, I'll start my business on over here. Amazing. What, so what's, what region do you take influence from? Is it from where you, you grew up or is it, do, do you kind of pick up on um, influences from across India in your, in your cooking? Um, I grew up in Kolkata, which is in the eastern part of India. So I grew up in a very small town called like Jamshedpur. Uh, and then again, we moved to Kolkata, like when I was a bit bigger. Then I moved to a city called Bangalore, which is in southern part of India, where I lived quite a number of years. So I've lived in different parts of India. So most of my recipes come from my family's, like they're my family recipes so like my mom what she taught me over the years which is mostly from the eastern part of India but because I have lived in Bangalore and I've got lots of friends from the northern part of India and like Mumbai the western part so different regions and uh, that's why I cook mostly from different parts of India so it's not less just like eastern food eastern part of India food because especially when you go to India you would see Every region has a different flavor, so uh, there's uh, like there's no single kind of food over here which you will get all over India. Every part of India, every city you go, it's a different flavor of dish. And uh, so, yeah, most of my dishes are from the eastern part of India, but I do try and my curry night menus or the curry box, which I advertise now, I try and do it with dishes like from all over India so that people can get like a like a flavor of basically like all over India food. So it's like a kind of tapestry of India, all the different all the different influences yes, and, and yes. tastes and flavors. Yes, I do try that. <laughs> How important is is fresh food, local produce to you and your cooking? It is very important to me because I think, uh, especially because it's local and I know it'll be fresh because I cook, that's what I advertise. Uh, I mean, I tell all my customers that the food you order has not been stewed for like three days in my kitchen. It is cooked fresh on the day, early in the morning, on the day that you order. So it is definitely, and because I know, and if I use the local produce, then again, it'll be more fresh. So that's why I try and 
go to as much as local produce which i can i mean sometimes obviously i have to pop into the supermarket to get the stuff but uh, as much as i try i buy go to the farmers market like regularly which i in vantage and did got i buy from them and uh, yeah just support the local small businesses because being a small business myself and starting off like as an independent business i know how hard can it be for local businesses to survive especially like with the last year that we saw like in the lockdown and everything it can be very difficult and businesses have had to change their way of working and everything like literally like start over from scratch in the lockdown and because i started just before the lockdown so i kind of like did realize the struggles they might have gone through so yeah i try and support as much as i can and how difficult do you find it to to find all the all the kind of flavors and ingredients that you would use in india or do you do you find it's kind of readily available here uh so basically like in india the basic spices you have is like coriander cumin cumin and like chili and turmeric i mean that you can get in any shops and then it's like you can mix and match the you can make combinations of it to give it different flavors so i buy the four or the five basic spices and then i make my own spices at home so i mix and match the different combinations and i grind them at my home like so it's like freshly ground spices local produce freshly cooked so it's you can't get anything better than that <laughs> yeah no absolutely it's a winner the winning combination how important is um kind of sustainability yesterday um good food oxford uh, had a campaign called switch up yes, your lunch yes, uh, which is all about kind of looking at you know moving to more veggie and vegan meals um you know is is vegetarian food a big part of what you do and how do you tackle things like food waste obviously if you're doing a pop up at the yeoman you don't need to worry about food waste <laughs> <laughs> Yes. <laughs> But how do you how do you deal with that on a kind of weekly basis? Um, so regarding that, my husband's a vegetarian. So to be honest, vegetarian food is my specialty because since the time I mean as a when I didn't meet my husband, I uh I used to like eat chicken or cook chicken at home, like non-veg non-vegetarian food. But since the time I have like we've been together since 2010 i've mostly cooked vegetarian food all the time so definitely now when people order they're like oh yeah your veg dishes i mean are really good and it's like yeah that's what i have done since the last 10 years just cooked veg dishes so i mean i think it's very important because um not go completely vegetarian or vegan but then even if we as like with all this uh, climate change and everything coming in i think all of us if we just to our bit like eating vegetarian food just for like 3 days a week probably or 4 days a week i think yeah it can make a big difference as a whole in future in the coming years and uh, yeah so i mean i definitely i love to cook vegetarian food i do cook vegetarian food all the time and in my menus if you see like over here because uh, in the curry houses if you see meat is a big part so like the meat page with the meat page on the menu will probably be like a whole page and like the vegetarian will be like just this much like a little bit <laughs> just four dishes but i try to bring in like as many veg dishes as possible so there's always like three veg and two meat dishes in my menus 
So people are more encouraged to eat the veg. And even uh, like even in the pop-up, which we did, most of the people came in the other day and they were just going in for the chicken and the fish. And I had like, what, four other veg dishes. And you're we like, try the veg, try the veg. And then very soon into like one hour into the event, we kind of ran out of all the chicken and uh, chicken and fish. So people didn't have an option. Then people who came after that, I was like, we are sorry, we have run out of the chicken and fish. And then they started trying the veg and they loved it so much that they kept coming back for seconds and thirds. <laughs> so it was a total winner. So yeah, people, I think if they get the flavors in, uh, in the food, people will go in for more and more of vegetarian food. It's just putting in the right amount of spices and flavors and just making it more meat-like. And also getting over that that kind of mindset of thinking that you have to have meat every day. Yeah. It's such a kind of a a thing that's ingrained in our our society and and communities. But yeah, we don't need to. No, I mean, (laughs) as a a growing child, as a little child, a two, three-year-old, they do need a lot of protein to grow up. I accept that. But as adults, we don't need that much of protein to survive. And also so, there's a lot of protein in things like lentils and yeah, chickpeas yeah. and, and um, you know, leafy greens. So, yeah. yeah, definitely. Oh, amazing. And I suppose the, the cooking, you're, you're cooking to order every week. So in terms of food waste, you're, you're kind of minimizing that yes. by just by just cooking what you need. Yes. So, I mean, I, I mean, that's why somehow people, I have had a few like, uh, when just where people have said, oh yeah, you don't take orders on the same day. But then I make sure that I, I accept orders the night before. So if I'm cooking for a curry night on a Friday or the curry box on a Saturday, I take the, I stop taking orders after 8 p.m. the night before. And then I start the prepping and I cook early in the morning, like fresh food. So kind of I cook to order. It's everything is made to order. So I don't have like loads of leftover, which I then either obviously goes to waste or anything. So, yeah, I make sure that lots of food is not left just to get wasted. Yeah. Yeah, that's great. So um, going back to the kind of the roots of Ticker and Tagka, obviously your, your mum was a big influence. Um, what other influences have have kind of created your your brand and and the and the food that you create? I mean, I think it's just my. I mean, definitely, I would say it's my heritage of what the dishes I have seen, I have seen being cooked in the house for over the years. And then my living in the various parts of India, my friends and uh, like I have mixed up, mixed with their families and have gone ahead and lived with them. Then once I got married, obviously from my husband's side of families, a different kind of recipes, different kind of food. Because I mean, even though we both are from the eastern part of India, but then it's... uh, it's different regions, so it's a bit different because my husband's family mostly originates from Bangladesh. So they've got a different kind of food. So the influence from there. So I think and and, and my thing to experiment with food because I like experimenting or mixing up different dishes. I mean, even if I am... Uh, it's not like a business day and I'm not cooking. I'm still experimenting in the evening. I'm trying up different dishes. So I think that's where the main influence comes from, where I just want to try different types of food because 
as I said, like, yeah, I mean, I love to cook. I love to feed people because I think for me, uh, when people just like uh, eat, a, eat a plate of what I've cooked and just feel happy and satisfied or they just say, oh, yeah, the food was really good. It's, it's just, yeah, the happiness which I get. It's beyond like words. Yeah, I think there's something about food that really kind of brings people together. And I love that, that you've kind of taken influences from every aspect of your life. It's kind of a melting pot of of amazing flavours and, and things coming together to create your unique, um, you know, dishes and, and, and recipes. So tell us about your typical day. So when you start cooking, what time do you start cooking in the morning when you're... 536. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's that's one thing. Yeah. When when we started the business, yeah, if somebody asks me what you didn't know when you started the business, I was like waking up at 536 to start cooking. No, I did I didn't expect that I would have to do that. I just knew that, yeah, I love cooking and I'm gonna start a business. But yeah, like planning my day and getting everything ready because I wanted because I uh wanted to be fresh i wanted to be on the same day so uh yeah i have to start like really early and uh on the days there are like loads of orders because now the lockdown has eased a bit so we have and even last year when the lockdown had eased a bit like from july onwards we did a few small events so if we have like a small event and then on top of these the curry boxes that we deliver over the weekend obviously a lot of planning has to go into that so yeah it's full on. So what do so what do you what's your first thing that you kind of get on get on with cooking first thing in the morning? Uh it's the prep I mean the prepping up so the like uh maybe the cutting of the vegetable or the marination bit. So like the when you have to like do a panitica or something like that, you have to do a lot of marinations. And marinations are best done overnight. So it's like the juices and the spices, they totally get into the like meat or the veggie item, whatever you're doing. So I try and finish all my marinations the night before. And then in the morning when I start, obviously you start with the cutting and the cutting of the vegetables, the boiling of the lentils and the first the little bit of the prepping that needs to be done on the day. And um, I then usually start with the easiest one, I think, for the day is I don't know why. We, I mean, my husband always keeps telling me that take do the one which takes longer, which will take you longer, like probably like a kofta. That takes a really long time to do. Do that first. And I was like, no, no, I'll do that last. So I don't know why I start with the easiest one to go through. Ease yourself into the day. Yeah. <laughs> So, yeah, and uh, then, yeah, I just plod through the day, like the dishes which I have to get, whether it's like five different kind of curries or uh, starters or whatever I have to do. So, yeah. And do you find that most of your orders are from where you live in Wantage or have you got kind of got an expanding customer base now? Are you kind of reaching other people in Oxfordshire? Mm, for the curry night, because that we do very locally in Wantage at the moment, uh so that is only, I mean, I advertise it only in Vantage. And in the lockdown, especially because people couldn't go out and eat at all. I mean, obviously, I had a lot of interest from local people. But since the time, obviously, lockdown has opened up. I mean, people are able to go out more on the weekend and eat out. Uh, I still still get like quite a lot, lot of orders. But obviously, it has come down a bit uh, since the lockdown, since the first lockdown. 
and the curry boxes that we have started, uh, that started gaining a lot of interest in Oxford, especially with the student crowd, because it's more of like, uh, I mean, you can either opt it, have it as like a tiffin service, obviously, where you uh, it's it is given to you at like proper cool temperatures and you can keep it refrigerated throughout the week, have one each every day. Or people do opt into like have a proper meal and finish it, ev- everything on the weekend. So, yeah, so that's it attracted a lot of, I mean, I've had interests from Bister, Kidlington. We do deliver to Kidlington, like quite a number of people now and uh, lots of areas in Oxford everywhere. So that started. And recently we have launched something like the brunch boxes, which I told you about. So uh, that's been, that's slowly gaining interest because obviously people are now, it's it's summer now, so people are wanting to go out more. Or it's just the fact that sometimes people just don't want a curry, but it's the brunch boxes which I design. It's something very different. So you've got like the chicken tikka wraps or like the tandoori chicken or paneer or veggie wraps in it. And then you've got the puffs. So it's not, it's got the Indian touch in it, but it's not a regular curry. So it's something different. And yeah, that's been gaining interest slowly. Perfect for a picnic. So, but going forwards, you've got uh, picnics galore over the summer. <laughs> picnics and picnics. hopefully we'll have a lot of, I mean, I've got like loads of uh, small events and big events coming up. So we'll, I mean, once the restrictions are completely lifted off, I'm hoping we'll have loads more events because, I mean, essentially, uh, we were supposed to be a catering company only. I mean, that's how I started and that's how I initially, I think, lasted 10th or 11th of March when I started advertising. And then just two weeks later, the lockdown was announced. And that's when I introduced this um, curry boxes and the curry nights. I mean, they were never a part of the plan. But they just happened. So hopefully we'll have loads more catering events and yeah, we'll see how it goes in the summer. It's part of the indie journey, isn't it? Having yes. to adapt and change and, yes, yes. and move. And, and that's, you know, the brilliant thing about being a small business is that you can adapt and, yes. and you know, see what's see what the landscape is and, yeah. and change it to, to what's going on out there and yeah. what your community wants as well. So definitely. That's brilliant. Amazing. So how do you how have you found Oxfordshire to run a business? How have you found um the community here and um your customers? Brilliant. I mean I would definitely very I mean uh, I think one of the reason I also wanted to start here because I I knew because there's so much cultural diversity here in Oxford. People are willing to give independent businesses a chance and that's what I liked it because I mean initially also before I had this business I always had my friends and neighbors and I knew everybody buys local. They buy it from an independent business and they promote independent businesses. So uh, definitely I knew I will be given a chance if I start, if I have an indie business here. So yeah, I mean, Oxfordshire has been great. Yeah, it's it's a really good place, I think, to to set up a business. There's a lot of support and there's a great community as well. Yeah. Um, yeah. And especially the support like from you guys, you and Anna, which I get like from the independent dogs. I mean, this is like a fantastic group that you have set up of the, all the indie businesses here and the way they support each other. Yeah, it's just fantastic. Yeah, I think that the collaboration between businesses and that support is is really unique and um, and so important as yes. well. You, you know, you really, you really need it. Um, and there's something special about Oxfordshire and and that that community, I think. Um 
so finally what what um what are your favorite indies in oxfordshire what in, what indies do you do you love to support and um you've you've come across on your on your indie journey so far um i mean lots of small independent businesses there are lots of small independent shops i mean uh, even for like my local uh, any event not event i would say any like uh, any any occasion that I'm buying, I try to buy from the little local shops as much as possible. But as such, I mean, all the I, I mean, I don't have a favorite as such, but then to pick up, I mean, I do relate to all the local uh, food and drink independent businesses because I know uh, the struggles they have faced or the successes they might face. I mean, obviously, it's quite similar to mine, so I can relate to them. But um, I mean, I don't have a favorite as such, like any favorite independent businesses, but I just love... You just love to support them. Yes. And go to the farmer's markets. Yes, I love (laughs) farmer's market, yeah. I mean, I go crazy when I see your, like... I mean, I think I'll buy so much. I mean, Sam, uh, my other half, he has to literally, is like, are you going to finish that much stuff? Like, (laughs) next few days. Oh, amazing. And um, what are you you kind of, like, dreaming about doing post-lockdown? Seeing your family? Uh, no, we did. I mean, uh, we can't because India is still on the red list, so none of us can travel. But post post lockdown, when everything's post COVID, post COVID world, what are you what are you dreaming about? Uh, getting back a, to, <laughs> but from a business point of view, uh, post COVID lockdown, I would expect a lot of catering events to come my way. Obviously, because we are essentially a catering company, and we do like catering and we do provide that's what I tell my customers that we provide the authentic Indian food that you would get in India for your like birthday party or wedding or anything that you have so give us a try and you will not regret it so definitely some more catering events hopefully will come our way to uh do and apart from that yeah just meeting up like friends and family which we haven't been able to do since a long time yeah finally how can people find you where can they find you online and have you got any other events coming up uh we've got another event at the Oxfordshire Yeoman again on the 1st of July great and uh yeah I mean uh we weren't uh I mean obviously the first event has gone so well that now we are looking forward to other events so i mean if if there are any other pubs where they do such pop-ups or um like uh things events like this we would be more than happy to to go and do a pop-up over there because yeah we totally loved it (laughs) i I didn't know how it would go on saturday but it just went so well and apart from that obviously i mean i've got my own website where people can contact me i'm on instagram and I am on Facebook. Then I think I'm on, on Google also. I've got all the details. So, yeah, it's quite easy. Hopefully it's quite easy to find us. So get in touch. Yes. Brilliant. Well, lovely to talk to you today, Roshan. Thank you, Thank so you so for joining for me. me. Thank you so much for having me. <laughs> You've been listening to the Infinite Oxford podcast sponsored by Story94. You can find out more about our community at independentoxford.com. If you enjoyed this episode, please do rate, review and subscribe to help more people hear indie stories from across Oxfordshire. Bye for now.